in 310 days in Ann Arbor, Michigan on the football field. We don't want to coach average. Why don't we be around you? Why be around average? We do want to win because winning is the epitome of team effort. Every coach who ever put a whistle around their neck strives to be the head coach at The Ohio State University. Welcome back to Buckeye Bar Guys here on the Buckeye Bar Talk Network. I'm Mike. And I'm John. We have episode three tonight, and it's going to be a jam-packed episode. Just want to get a couple things out of the way first. Um, please, uh, if you're watching the video on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. Um, you'll get the bell for the notifications. Hit that. Hit all notifications. Um, remember to like the video, comment on the video, and, you know, that really helps us out with uh, the YouTube algorithms to, uh, you know, get our show uh, viewed by more people. Um, if you don't have time to watch the video, but you're out and about and you're listening to podcasts on your favorite uh, podcast uh, provider, um, right now we're available on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn, um, and a couple other ones. Um, we're still waiting to hear back from a few other of the big ones, um, which when we get those, we will update you guys accordingly. Um but again, remember to follow the show on those networks and to, you know, like us, you know, give us good ratings. Um, all that helps us out. And um, so how are you doing tonight, John? Good, Mike. How are you doing tonight? I am doing good. Anything uh, big happen lately? Um, no, nothing too huge. I mean, we did end up going to the zoo last Friday, so that was a lot of fun. We got to get out of the house. You know, you don't get to go get out of the house too often anymore with the pandemic going on. So it was nice to go out with the family, um, went to the zoo. Of course, it was Jackson's first trip to the zoo, so slept most of the time. I don't know how he really enjoyed it, but uh, he did see coyotes running around that he seemed to like. He was following them. And I think they reminded him of his German Shepherd. So he was having a good time with that. Uh, rained quite a bit on Friday. So, I mean, we got to enjoy most of the day, but there was some of it that we were, you know, under shelter because of the rain there. So all in all, a good day. Yeah, uh, Friday was definitely a, a monsoon. Um, for me, um, I took a lot of people's advice. I uh, started watching Yellowstone this weekend. Hadn't watched it yet. Um, everybody, a lot of everybody I've been talking to says it's a good show. So what's that about? Um, it's about this uh, very uh, like powerful land fam- a family that owns a lot of land out in Montana, uh, really close to Yellowstone, and it's just all the different rivalries that go on between their family, the government, um, the n- nearest uh, Native American reservation, and um, you know, and just and there's some land developers, and it's really interesting. Uh, I heard a lot of people kind of describe it for uh, the older people in the audience. Uh, it's kind of the modern day Dallas. Um, I never watched the original Dallas, but I did watch the newer one that was on TNT a few years back. So, uh, like, I can kind of see it after being a couple episodes in. Um, they're definitely uh, a well-to-do family with a lot of uh, intrigue and, uh, you know. They definitely they run the power out in Montana. It makes Montana look a lot different than you uh, than you would think you would Montana think, uh, would look. Yeah, but uh, I guess those rancher families are pretty powerful out there, according to them, which I could see. Um, and then I started rewatching the uh, Sopranos. Um, you guys will get to know pretty quick. I'm a pretty big Sopranos junkie. Um, I love the show, um, so I don't even want to know what number rewatch this is. But I'm through the first couple episodes of the first season. Uh, like I said, love the show. Well, Katie and I, we also started re-watching a show. Uh, 
very popular sitcom. I'm not going to go into which one it is because we've watched it many, many, many times, but we enjoy it. I think I can probably guess uh, which one it is, uh, at least get it down to the top two, but uh, <laughs> knowing you guys. Um, I'm sure you could. Um, all right. So uh, before we get into the news tonight, you know, what we should have been saying today, it's game week, but, you know, Big Ten kind of crapped on our parade. We should be preparing for Illinois right now. Yeah. We've actually had two different schedules. Uh, we could be talking about Bowling Green or Illinois. so And they both got ripped up right in front of us. Yeah. So uh kind of sucks uh, when we started talking about I mean, the show has been in the works for years, but uh, we were really looking once we started really talking about it um, this summer that we were definitely going to start it. It was always our goal to get it up and running before the start of the season. And you know, I did a scouting report on Illinois. Yeah, we did our part, Big Ten. <laughs> what the, what's up with you guys? All right, so let's get to the news tonight. All right, let's do it. All right, so we did have our first uh, college football game of the year this past weekend. Central Arkansas beat Austin Pay twenty-four to seventeen. Brian Sneed, who used to run for, uh, used to be a running back with the Buckeyes, um, who before he was dismissed from the the university, um, he does play for Austin P. He uh, didn't have a great game. Um, started off, uh, seemed like he started off fairly well, but he only ended up with like 33 yards. Um, I know you had the game on, John. What did you think? Well, one, did you see that block he had, though, for that quarterback run? Yeah. <laughs> he crushed that guy. So, I mean, that was that was pretty cool to watch. You could definitely see why he had interest from, you know, top teams with plays like that. Yeah. Uh, he started off good. He looked like he was a good runner. He had some, you know, quick – quick shots through the hole but then it all kind of went away and he wasn't doing much the rest of the game i mean he looked like he was uh he should be playing line compared to some of those guys that yeah he's definitely a different at least as far as athlete goes he's a different um different physique than the rest of them however you know the game itself wasn't the best but it was always you know it's cool to have football on i was happy to have football uh I, I was so excited to turn the game on that I'm actually watching football. And then kind of like by – it wasn't even that long into the game. Probably by the end of the first quarter, I was just starting to get more and more angry that, you know, these two teams are playing and Ohio State is. And Central Arkansas has the resources to play college football in the fall, but Ohio State doesn't have the resources to play college football. Yeah, I know. Um, I was uh, totally stoked after that uh, opening touchdown run by uh, Austin P. That like, was like, what, 75 yards yeah, on the first I'm play? Like, Hell yeah, we got football back. And oh, then yeah. it's like. Well, I joked with Katie. I was like, oh, everyone's afraid to touch him because of the COVID. <laughs> yeah, then, then – uh, you get angry. You, got, you, got, <laughs> you, just, you went through your whole the whole uh, line of emotions as that game went on. Um, I mean, I had it on in the background. Tears uh, of joy, tears of sorrow. It was all there. I was, you know, watching it. I, I enjoyed it, but you know, I was working on some Buckeye Bar talk stuff, and so it was good white noise, I guess, to have in the background. At least we got to see football again. Yeah, I mean that's that's a plus, even if it's not Ohio State, which really really sucks. I'm not trying to you know, downplay that. It is so heartbreaking that Ohio State's not playing, but at least there was some football. Yeah. All right. Next piece of news. Um, it was a little bit scarier news, but uh, Haskell Garrett, um, he was uh, got shot in the face this weekend trying to break up a fight. Um, he seems like he's going to be fine. Um, Ryan Day said he was was received excellent care from uh, the Ohio State University's uh, Wexner Medical Center, which um, – Everything seems like he's going to be good. Like I said, uh, it was a fight between a, a man and a woman from what eyewitnesses say, what he told the cops. And, you know, he just tried to kind of step in the middle of it. And the dude uh, 
pulled a gun on him and shot him. I mean, talk about crazy news to wake up to. That's, you know, I, I wake up, was would have been Sunday morning? Yeah, I believe it was Sunday morning. So I wake up Sunday morning, I look at my phone, and that's like my notifications are that Haskell Garrett got shot and that he was in stable condition. Everyone said he was going to be okay, but I mean, just talk about craziness to wake up till or wake up to. Um, but I'm glad he's going to be okay. I mean, obviously, that's excellent. You want to make sure everyone that comes before football is someone's health. So I'm glad that he's going to be okay. Um, saw a lot of, I don't want to say negative, but there was a lot of people that were speculating that he was in the wrong before they knew anything. And yeah. I mean, I, I don't like to see that. That guy it's not like he seems to be a common troublemaker for ohio state so i don't i have no reason not to believe the young man so yeah, it kind of always seems like that's a lot of people's first reactions when it comes to athletes that, that they, 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 were, they the, were doing something they wrong were the troublemaker yeah. but you know i mean according to all, everything i read he was just walking down the street and saw this guy and this uh girl aggressively arguing with each other and decided to step in and he, told the dude that he needed uh calm down some yeah so it sounds like he was trying to do the right thing and i'm going to believe that until i see differently so i'm glad he's going to be okay you know here's prayers for a fast or a speedy recovery for him yeah all right uh next piece uh the parents had their protest this weekend at ohio stadium um from all reports there was about 30 to 40 parents and roughly 200 fans so john we've i know we've touched on the parents in the previous episodes um but anything you want to add about this? Well, I'm glad the fans came out to support. I know 200 doesn't sound like a ton, but it was a good turnout for what it was. For I mean, it wasn't the longest notice for it, so it definitely was a good turnout. You're glad to see uh, passionate fans going out there and supporting this cause. I don't know about you. I mean, I know just the character of a lot of their sons playing football. You could tell they came from good homes, but I was more than impressed with what a lot of these parents had to say like they I mean they obviously practice but they were um they were just very impressive they had a great message that and ultimately you could tell that they want to play football now which is understandable I mean they love watching their sons play football their sons love playing football but they wanted to be a part of the decision they I think that was something that um G Scott senior if I'm not wrong he had said that Kevin Warren you know, he had the conversation with his son. Why was he not afforded the same opportunity to talk to G. Scott about if he wanted to play and what the, you know, safety issues or what health issues could come along with it. So they were all very impressive. Um, but that was, you know, it was really cool to watch. I'm glad they were able to get out there and get their message across. Yeah, kind of going with uh, kind of what we're getting ready to get into with our discussion here here in a little bit. Um, you know, I did pull a Scott quote. Um like you said, he did say about, you know, he once uh, had the same decision that Warren's family had for their son. Um, but, you know, when he was talking about a lot of the speculation, so I uh, I did pull this call. I want a decision, and I want the commissioner, the same person that yanked the season away, that yanked the goalposts away, I want that to be the person that comes out and brings it out. I don't want any more speculation. So that's kind of, uh, you know, he had a lot of good quotes that day. He was pretty much the star um amanda babb she did a great job she's the president of the parents association um randy I, of course randy's been doing a great job throughout yeah 
Um, I've been super, I've said this before, I've been super impressed with how the parents have been, uh, have responded to the situation. I don't like some of the reporters that have come out and, you know, like are acting like these are little league parents. These aren't little league parents. And, uh, you know, I've coached little league before I played in little league. I understand that sentiment. Um, I don't think that this has anything to do with little league parents. These are their son's lives. Like, and of anybody that's, you know, played football, I I played one year in high school, so I'm not going to act like that I'm some varsity, you know, guy that played a ton of football growing up. But anyone that's played football, they understand what it's like to be a part of that team. And when you're in your last year and it gets yanked away from you, yeah, that's very emotional. So to ask for, you know, the answers to why they made that rash decision um, and some real clarification, not just repeating the same tired lines over and over again. That's that's not irrational. Like, that's nothing that anyone should be criticizing. They are entitled to that, and that it's completely expected that they would want those answers, and it should be something that the commissioner and the Big Ten presidents are able to produce and willing to produce. Yeah. Um... The fact that they just think that they don't have to is like, I mean, that just – makes me very angry for everybody that like where are these people and i know we mostly talk about the football i mean that's where all the noise is but i'm sure these aren't the only parents that are upset you know i'm sure you know you know the women's soccer team i'm sure you know their parents are upset too especially for the older kids that you know i mean you don't know and it's it's one thing to say that i mean i know that you know they're not going to go play professional sports and have a draft come in the in the springtime but you don't know what could happen between now. I mean, they're in peak uh, conditioning for this. I mean, anything could happen. I mean, how would you feel to lose out on your senior season at Ohio State, you know, on the women's soccer team? And, right. you know, you end up breaking your leg because you fall in the later in the fall or something like that. I mean, that would have to – that would be crushing. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't see – where you're seeing some other places and, you know, high schools. Now, like here in the state of Ohio, you know, high schools were given the choice – each individual school district, whether they were going to play or not. And, you know, the governor said, though, as a whole, football could go forward, sports could go forward. And now you're seeing some of the, you know, after some of this new testing information, I mean, we've had new tests that have come out between the saliva test that Abbott has, you know, said they're going to release a bunch of new testing machines that can get stuff done within 15 minutes. So, I mean, we're seeing all these now. We're seeing some school districts here in Ohio, you know, go back on their original decision and decide they're going to play. So, you know, like, I don't I don't see where the pride necessarily has to be for the Big Ten. You can come forward and be like, you know what, we made a mistake. Uh, you know, it's still not obviously going to be the start where we wanted to start it, but, you know, let's start it this right. fall. Right. Why can't they say, okay, these other conferences are still playing. We're going to move forward with a plan to play with them. We can get back to practice now. If it falls through and everyone quits together, then – we at least say we tried and we quit. Like, wh- I just don't understand why they can't get over this pride where they can't just admit they were wrong, that something new has come out, and that they, be- you know, we can go forward and try to have a season. Yeah. Well, we'll be getting back to that here shortly. Um, oh, there's going to there's gonna be a lot of that I can feel for probably still weeks to come. Yeah. Um, all right. Last piece of news for tonight. Um, this happened. Uh, we talked about it a little bit on um, – last week's our last episode right yeah i think end. it was last thursday right yeah last episode um and then i released a youtube video kind of touched on it a little bit more 
Um, and we'll kind of get into more discussion about that here in a second. Um, but eight Nebraska football players have filed a lawsuit against the against the Big Ten for them canceling the season. They want that decision overturned, and they want transparency, which I, a lot of people have asked for. And um, basically the Big Ten attorney came out and said there would be irreparable harm if the documents were released. And, you know, there's no merit to this lawsuit which uh, I know we're going to talk about here in a second, but, I mean, that was kind of an interesting statement. Yeah, no merit to the lawsuit because I think he worded it. He tried to belittle what they were doing, that for eight student-athletes that this would, you know, that they shouldn't have to release this information. So what we later find out is how many how many presidents vote no? Yeah, um, so they came Eleven? Up, it was 11 to 3. So you're telling me that eight people, it's not enough. 11 people's decision is eight people are not enough to hear what 11 people had to say? Like, it, that doesn't have legs. So I they, they have to tell them what's going on. They owe it to those players. Yeah. All right, so let's kind of now get into this, what the situation is. Um, the last couple days have been... Um, I, I kind of made a joke uh, earlier today that uh, that I think that the Big Ten could win the daytime Emmy because uh, re- we remember uh, our mom was a big soap opera fan when we, we were little. GH, baby. Yeah. So, uh, like, I think this could give GH a run for its money. Yeah, this is – I don't even – I don't have the words to describe this just soap opera that's going on right now. So um, to kind of touch it off, we had a lot of rumors came in at the end of last week that the Big Ten, well, first of all, the rumors were the Thanksgiving Day rumors, and then some things started trickling out. Well, maybe it's October, or maybe it's early November, and it just seems like it coincides with um, a couple things. Um, First of all, there's lawyers involved now. Uh, Tom Mars has uh, put in for a bunch of Freedom of Information Act uh, requests through several of the universities, I believe all the public universities and he's asking for a boatload of stuff. Um, he was even, I saw him joking around on Twitter the other day that the, the information office at Illinois came out and said that he needs to narrow his search down to 25 topics, <laughs> which is kind of ridiculous to me. And then he's like, um, he came back and said, well, why don't you guys pick the 25 that make you guys look the most guilty? Or no, he said first, he's like, well, how about I just send the 25 in four different times? And uh, and they're like, uh, no, you can't do that. And you know, I sent four different requests with 25 or 20, whatever it was. And then he's like, how about you guys pick the ones that make you look sound the most guilty? And then I'll still request the other, uh, <laughs> the other group of the rest of them. So with what the Big Ten lawyer said... I mean, isn't there a little part of you that thinks that they're just trying to appease lawyers and parents at this point, the players that we'll give you guys Thanksgiving. Let's just, you know, let's stop with all the lawyers, though. Let's brush this under the rug. And it with what the guy said, though, I mean, 99% of me wants Ohio State football back, but this 1%'s like, screw it. I just want to know what shadiness is going on in the Big Ten. Yeah, what's the irreparable harm? Uh, that's to me. and I'm sorry to me 
that's more than just knowing that they voted 11 to 3. We already know who the three well, definite vote. I mean, there we've, was, I we've know th- known this for weeks now who didn't who wanted to play football. I, I mean, I, I know there's been some rumors out there. It was eight, six or blah, blah, blah. I mean, we all knew who the three no votes were. Right. Maybe there was a couple other no votes. Maybe there wasn't. But we knew Ohio State. Uh, Nebraska and Iowa voted no. We all know they wanted to play football. And we knew vote, Michigan voted yes, and Michigan State voted yes. So And that didn't change. Yeah. So they didn't give us any new information, and they said their doctor said it wasn't safe. This, again, is not new information. This is not what's being requested. They're just giving us the same thing a third time. Yeah, and now they're going to go into hiding for another 10 days. Yeah. Um, I mean, I did see it actually came out. I, I don't have the quotes on uh, the letter because it came out today. Um. But uh, Nebraska's uh, the the lawyer for the those players came out and said that basically their response wasn't good enough and that you know they they're looking for more information and good for them and honestly I think really what the Big Ten now is trying to backpedal because lawyers are involved and, yeah and um, I saw a couple other people mention on Twitter I think donors are probably involved too and I think you know some donors have publicly at some of the universities have come out and said that you know they're not going to. Um, give that money anymore well everybody i i hear everybody say that it wasn't kevin warren make the decision it's uh university presidents made the decision and nothing the coaches or ad's or anything do can change that well there is something that could change it and that's the donors because at the end of the day whether people want to hear or not for several of these universities those who are actually who runs the universities and it's all speculative i mean we don't know who's saying we're not going to donate to your school anymore but there's definitely some pressure behind the scenes from donors now you could tell people are starting to lighten up with it um and you know there there's a lot more pressure to get this season going again which is kind of crazy because we weren't going to revisit it a week ago whatever it was now yeah i mean we even said that we might uh throw some more shade at the big 10 but uh pretty much the decision was over and i was ready to move past it you know to me it was like what's next like when we needed answers about what they were actually going to do for, uh, you know, athletes coming back uh, when they were actually going to play. What about the kids that are going to the draft? Like, we needed all those answers. They had a lot of planning to do. and We still don't know, though. Yeah. And that's the thing. They're still, they're still not giving us anything. So even if we're not going to play in October, they still have not, like, given any sort of footprint to what they wanted or blueprint excuse me to what they want to do as far as moving forward with this season getting back on the field like you've had 20 days now like you have to have something especially each day when people are getting angrier and angrier you have to have some sort of answer to what people are asking you yeah and then it's kind of come out that you know you know from the the conference kind of or you know speculative from different sources is that um you know, there's only two options really in our way right now. There's either we start at the end of November and you get 10 games, but again, you're not going to make the college football playoff because that's too late. Or you start in January and that's an eight game decision. That could be eight games, but again, no college football playoff. And at the same time, you probably any of your, all your NFL players are most likely gone at that point, which, you know, at the end of November, you might lose a couple of the superstars, but I think a lot of the actual guys that could go to the league are probably going to come back and play. Yeah, I could see that because they got to get some more tape out there. So I could see some of the guys that believe that they could have a really great season going. But still, I don't know when you're not when you're not playing for it all. I don't know if 
let's take who's the one you think could have like a breakout year? Josh Proctor. Yeah. Okay. So let's take him. I mean, even if he had six interceptions, seven, whatever Malik Hooker did, do you think starting in November his season would ever be looked at the same way as Malik Hooker's breakout year? I just don't see how it could help them. But, I mean, they could. It could happen. And I think guys like that, though, that really believe that, you know, I get that one solid year in me, I can go. I think you could see them play. I mean, obviously he doesn't have the choice to go to the NFL right now. Or if he did, he'd be – probably burning a lot of money by doing it because he could he could be a first or second round pick we've seen it flashes we've you know heard things we've watched him in practice so we know he's a, a star or could be a star but if he can't he's not someone that has the luxury of saying I'm not playing this year but I don't know if he even comes back for Thanksgiving season if it really would help him leave this year for that draft in April or May whenever it is now yeah so um and to me, when the November thing gets brought up, the end of November, to me, that's even more ridiculous that's asinine. than starting in uh, at uh, in January at this point. It's like if you can consider to start in November, then how can you not then just play at the beginning of November or in October, mid-October? Like, to me, that's crazy. And, like, especially if you can bring it up that many weeks, you know, and there's all this different positive information out there that, you know, well – we could play the season. I mean, just bring the kids back at this point and start practicing. And you know what? If there's a bunch of blow-ups and positive tests. Uh, you tried. When uh, the the other leagues kick off in a couple weeks, well, then you, you cancel that and just be like, all right, well, you know, at this point, at least you have more fire behind you. Been like, we brought our kids back. Look at all these positive tests. And these leagues still want to play. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, at least – that would be more understandable, and I think there would be more people on the Big Ten side at that point than there are now. I mean, there are national media guys that are, and I'm not just talking about the, you know, the Big Ten haters like Clay Travis. I mean, there are some legitimate. Uh, Clay uh, Clay's been very vocal on the side of Big Ten. Yeah. He's definitely been on the side of the the parents and stuff. That's always not been the case uh, yeah, when true. it comes to different things within the Big Ten. Right now, he loves the coaches of the Big Ten. A couple years ago, he couldn't stand them. So yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, and you know, I know the ESPN, you know, everybody likes to bash ESPN about, you know, Ohio state, they're Ohio state haters and stuff like that. But like, you know, they pretty much with the exception of a couple of them have all come out pretty in favor that they should have a season. I mean, you know, Fox, the Fox guys, of course, the Fox guys are all for the most part. I mean, I think Reggie was the only guy that kind of came out and said he thought the decision was right. Um, yeah, it just they they think they should be able to play football. They want to call these games. I mean, ESPN, SEC is, you know, they love the SEC there and they're playing. So they don't want to make it look like the SEC is making yeah, a bad decision. It, it would be hard. To, it would be very hard on ESPN to come out and say, well, the Big Ten's right. But then when. <laughs> but then the SEC is kind of like your bread and butter. Yeah, so so it'd yeah. be like, well, so you're not going to go after the SEC or you are going to go after the SEC. Like, um, well, that and that's one of these other things with these people is they're talking out both sides of their mouth is they'll you know, agree completely with the Big Ten, but then the next sentence is they're talking about how excited they are for SEC football, or they just, they completely look over the whole COVID aspect when it comes to the SEC, and they're actually talking about football again. If your opinion is that no one should be playing football, state it. Yeah. Um, 
and you know, kind of going back on to the first game, you know, Central Ar- I mean, I didn't hear anything about Austin P, but Central Arkansas, you they tested all their players and they had zero positive tests after that game. So you can play football and not catch coronavirus. Uh, yeah, and and I'm sure you can catch it by playing it too. But again, but if you're in a coronavirus free setting you're not going to catch coronavirus. Yeah. If one person doesn't have it and the other person doesn't have it and they interact with each other, guess what? Yeah. They're both still not going to have it. And I'm, I'm sure you can – I'm sure people can catch it prior to the game that weren't tested. I mean, if you come across with some person that you don't know, that an official might have it that you don't know, and maybe they catch it. And so, I mean, there is possibilities, but, you know – Everybody wants to use probabilities and possibilities in some ways, but, you know, you nobody can't live your life. The fear of the unknown, but you, you don't want to put it on the other side. And that's all I've always anything I've always said with, you know, with the disease and stuff like that is that you can't ignore probabilities on one side and then use it as your defense on the other. Because, right. you know, I mean, that just makes no sense to me. It never has. Um, and that's not saying anything about the severity of it. It's just no, no, not know, at all. I mean, but we should have Big Ten football. Yeah. And I, I just I think if other leagues can play, you know, we can play. We can at least see how it goes. And, you know, I think right now would be the smart decision by the Big Ten to come out and say, OK, we're going to we're going to play come mid-October. At least that gives them the leeway if, you know, if the first couple of weeks aren't great for the other leagues, the. They can come out. They might be able to clean it up some, but I don't think they, like, I don't think they have the right PR people to figure that one out. No. So January, I mean, that's asinine. Thanksgiving, that's beyond asinine. That's just that's worse. I I would think that why would to me January makes more sense. But why would you want to start your season when the other the the national title season is still going on at the end? So you get to like be a part of the same year as the you know yeah. the same time as the people that they're actually going to give the trophy to. So and we, I mean, makes from a, no sense from a street from a strategic point of view. It it kind of makes sense because you can get these kids out of there, the kids that are going to leave, without them having to play a winter sport. You know, it gives you those kids a couple extra months um, before they have to play again. The kids that do play yeah. for twenty one. That stuff makes sense. Um, but to me, if you can do it at the end of November, you can do it at the beginning of November. You could do it in mid-October. Um, unless you're going to do what we joked about last week and put Ohio State-Michigan on the Monday of the national championship game. I'm still down for that. And if that's going to be game 10 of the Big Ten season, then why not? I mean, I was joking about that, but that's grown on me. Like, <laughs> I'm all about that. Yeah. I could. Uh, it would be interesting. I don't – even if the Big Ten won, the Big Ten would never step on anybody's feathers like that. I mean, they that 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 would be out of their character. The SEC would do something like that. Alabama Auburn would be playing on the night of uh, the national championship if the rules were reversed and the SEC were going to push back to the end of November. Right. Um, we did have a couple more things. Um, I wanted to pull up uh, Jeff Snook. So, um, of course, all Ohio State fans know Snook. He. Uh, Seems like he's pretty well connected within the Ohio State program. He co-wrote, um, I know he's done a bunch of books, but he did co-wrote a book that we have uh, that him and Trussell wrote together um, about different stories from different players um, from Ohio State past. But uh, 
I thought this was an interesting thing. He said, from Ohio State Athletic Director Gene Smith, who texted me just a minute ago, and this was, I believe, was this last night or the night before? This was last night. Okay. From Ohio State Athletic Director Gene Smith, who texted me just a minute ago on rumors and various reports of an October start to the Big Ten season. Do not get trapped in all the rumors. We are looking at multiple options. What we have, when we have what we are going to do, we will announce it. Do not get caught up in the rumor world. Majority of our players have been working out at the WAC all along. So that's kind. Of, I mean, it's kind of a no, nothing said, but it's kind of interesting that Gene didn't just already outright say, "Well, there's no way in hell we're going to play." In well, October. and Gene has pretty much been like that this entire time. Was you know, there's no truth to that, or we're not exploring other options anymore. And this one was kind of like the most vague he's been that. Don't get caught up in the rumors, but our guys have been working out and we're exploring our options. So I I don't know. I think there's some optimism there. I mean, I take that more optimistically than I take it negatively. I don't think that no way October's happening. That's just like, Jeff, you know, when it when something happens, you're gonna know it happens. But definitely seems to me less negative than what we've been seeing up until this point. Yeah, and then kind of when you take on um, some f- information that came out today from uh, the new Ohio State president, uh, Christina Johnson, today was her uh, first day on uh, the job, and so she talked to some of the local media, and uh, she even threw out there that the path to fall, f- that she, I mean, she did explain her no vote, or the her vote to not cancel. She said that she felt that there was plenty of procedures in place. Uh, I mean, everybody said that there's been no procedures, but here, uh, who's... Uh, a new president who has not been around all these people feels differently. It right. was kind of interesting to me. Um, but And she knows what school she's president for also. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure she took a lot of, unlike some of the presidents, I think she probably took a, she probably had a meeting with Gene, at least by phone before uh, the decision, uh, before she gave her vote. And, you know, I mean, say what you want. And I think that's smart because I mean, you could say, Oh, athletics run your school, football runs your school, but hey, she's not been on the job at all, and I kind of feel bad for her. She's been thrown into something that she wasn't expecting to begin her tenure at Ohio State, so she at least made the decision that she probably talked to the athletic people first. Yeah, and you know what? First day on the job, or first decision she has to make for the school, good for her Yeah, to be you know brave enough to not go. I mean, I could see... 11 people say we want to cancel a season. You're one of those new faces in the room. I could see how that would be easy. The easy way out would be, yeah, I agree with them. So good for her for being brave and standing up and trying to keep a season going. And let's face it, um, for those uh, those other 11 presidents, I mean, they – um, I mean, we've talked about Ohio State not throwing their weight around. They feel They feel a lot better if Ohio State votes with them. Right. I, I mean – you can say what you want. I know some people have argued with us when we've pointed out that Ohio State's pretty much uh, the money of this conference. Well, you know, this isn't your uh, dad's and grandfather's Big Ten anymore. I mean, this the sport of college football has been a, pretty much a moneymaker since early 2000s, and that's Ohio State for the Big Ten, and they're the money in this conference. And I know Ohio State's not the only team in the Big Ten that makes money. I mean – we know that. As much as we joke about it, we know there's other fan bases that make a lot of money for their schools. But how can you honestly argue with someone that says Ohio State carries this conference? No, I mean, it's... And fo- I, 
If Ohio State was not in this conference, that's, that's someone's that's someone's pride getting in the way of truth right there to argue with someone that says Ohio State ca- does not carry this conference. Even with Michigan and Penn State, if Ohio State left this conference, the money that this conference makes, they would not be making on the next contracts. Right. It goes right. That goes with Ohio State, and it's a lot of them. Yeah. And I don't. I mean, what's? I'm sure Fox would maybe still carry the Big Ten, but. They wouldn't offer as much. Interest goes way down, exactly. Yeah. yeah, they'll carry them, but you're not getting near the contract you did this time. Yeah, so um, so she did mention today that she felt that there is a path forward to fall football. And then she did throw in there at the end, which, you know, probably you know probably needed to be said that, hey, fall does go till December 21st. So, like, so, I mean, she did want to throw that out there, but – which is probably the smart thing to say. You don't want everybody's like, see, the president said we're going to play. Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, you got to cover your bases. So there's nothing wrong with that. Still good on her for yeah. being brave. And, you know, just when we thought just as of last night with the Snook stuff that, hey, we have a lot to talk about, uh, <laughs> you know, for this coming episode. And then today happens, which has just been. Who knows what the hell happened today? Yeah. Um, obviously. You know, we're not, you know, this is a, a sports-based uh, podcast. Uh, we want to build a community around our love for Ohio State and sports and then other passions to go with sports. Um, so I'm not going to go into the no. too much down the political f- foothold, but uh, the president of the United States this morning, um, Donald Trump, did uh, tweet out that he had a productive, I mean, I'm not going to read the quote verbatim. I mean, I'm not going to pull it up, but he that he had a productive phone call with Kevin Warren. and uh, They're on the one-yard line, they're Mike. On the, they're on the one-yard line. It's and time the, to punch it in. And then a lot of Ohio State fans started joking about, who would you use to punch in uh, for the one-yard line? Which I want to know. Who's your one-yard go-to right now? Not Tate Martell. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> No, he, uh, yeah, remember, he was the goal line. He was Dwayne Haskins' goal line quarterback. Yeah, yeah. it never worked. Ah, uh, JT. I'd go JT on the one-yard line. JT is definitely, uh, probably quarterback-wise, would be the one I would go to. Uh, well, you're, you're giving it to a back? I'm going old school, man. I'm giving it to Eddie. I'm letting Eddie uh, with that uh, Adonis of a body of his uh, lower his <laughs> I like I like that. Eddie's definitely strong enough to get in. I mean, there. Eddie Eddie still looks like he could put it in from the one yard line. But Zeke Zeke was strong and Zeke was very athletic also. He could go over the top. Yeah. And um I know and of course Beanie Beanie's on that thought process too. Um and I know he didn't put it in. It wasn't a one yard line run, but I keep on thinking also back to the O two national championship. Those two short yard two short yardage uh touchdowns. I mean, one was like a twenty yarder. And I mean, they're both red zone touchdowns that Claret put both of them into the end zone. Uh, I mean, that was uh, when Maurice wanted to put his head down and use his power. Uh, he, you know, it sucks. You think he was only around for a year? No, he was great too. We'll have to, we'll have to go uh, best of Ohio State. You versus me. Yeah, th- those will be uh, we'll, some of our fun fall episodes. We'll when, do. Uh, yeah, we'll do best of drafts. Um, so, you know, that was tweeted out by the president this morning that, you know, he's talked to the and then the conference kind of came out and says, yeah, we talked to the president, which, you know, I mean, you're not going to I don't care who you how you vote, who you vote for. If the president's going to call, guess what? You're taking that if you're in a power in a position of like respect and power and stuff like that, you're still taking that phone call. I mean, right. Uh, 
Now, I don't care who the president is, if you're an R and the president's a D and or vice versa, that uh, you are taking that phone call. And um, so the Big Ten kind of comes out. Yeah, we talked and, you know, there but there's a lot of discussion still going on and all this stuff. And then the Dan Patrick show has there a rumor that the Big Ten is looking for an October 10th start if, if procedures can be put in place. Oh, I mean, I was I was pumping my fist when I read that one. And then uh, and then somebody came out and said, no, that wasn't true. We're, we're looking at all options. Yeah, it's like every every single person, they just one has one news and the other has. I don't know who's lying about their sources or their news, but they need to cut it out. Like, if you know, be honest about it, because everyone else has everyone has a different story. And it's just it's becoming exhausting to follow this. There's all these um I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong, but it's getting exhausting. It's just interesting to me. There's, I mean, I've heard a couple things out of ESPN. I've heard the Dan Patrick show. Um, you know, we've heard obviously different things from local media. Jeff Snook has been all over different things. Um, a couple crazy people that somehow are now popular as hell. All it's right, we're not giving. Ran, I'm not gonna say we're not names, giving time to any of them. That, that you know they're throwing out rumors, and I see people. They got the, more followers than we do. They don't need. <laughs> they don't. Need I'm not talking about that. Free pub. They. Uh, I mean, I just can't believe with uh, how many people are sharing this stuff. That is kind of ridiculous. That um, but so we have all that, and then we have. Uh, one news media outlet, uh, not mentioning the name Athletic, um, who uh, seems like that none of their people want to work this year. Um, so, I mean, I hope if they have kids, I hope they let them believe they're Santa, like, for more than a day. I mean, those people are awful. Like, yeah. w- awful is a strong word, but I don't understand why they're so hellbent on, you know, trying to say, no, there's not going to be a season. We're right. You're wrong. Yeah, like if, if I, I, it's obviously up in the air. I I know who the Big Ten, who's the source to those their sources. The Big Ten president seemed to be those sources. Yeah, and, uh, I mean Jeff Snook came out and said Gene texted him straight up. So right, I mean, um, and then um another media outlet then later said you know that they can confirm that an October option is uh I believe it was Austin Ward from Letterman Row came out and said that they uh. You know, an October option is on the table with all other options. So that's kind of where we're at right now. I probably missed something. It's just like I cannot believe what today brought us. Now it's 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 been a weird day. It's been a hell of a day. I mean, you're just you're constantly you're getting Trump says that we're going to have a season. Looks like we're going to have a season. People from athletic saying that they laughed at Trump stating they're going to have a season and that the Big Ten presidents are nowhere near on board with that. Dan Patrick says they're going to have a season. It's, yeah, it's it's just been all over the damn place. So hopefully we find out something soon. Well, that's the point. At this point, just give it to someone. And that's and that's the thing. Kevin Warren, like, it's you got to see the criticism. You got to put up. I don't and I'm sure he is just ticking off all these presidents and chancellors because they wanted to hide behind him with their decisions and he won't say anything and it's just making more and more people grow angry and realize that you know a good chunk of this is on them i mean a huge chunk is on him and how this has been handled since is definitely on him but he he's probably driving them insane that he's not coming out saying anything 
Well, I mean, yeah, he needs to come out. He needs to say something, but they need to come out and say something. And now it's time. Just They're to, all hiding. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, I know Purdue's president made some sort of comment today, but even his comment was wishy-washy. Well, we could be playing later this year or in the spring semester. Well, later this year could be October 10th, and the spring semester could be January. Like, I mean, what does that even mean? I mean, can't you give a direct You've answer? had 20 days. You've pretty much had backlash since day one. It's time to say something. And how the hell is the Northwestern pr- president in charge of these presidents? I mean, I don't. That, I may, I'm sure they do it on some sort of rotating basis, but that should not. For a, this is not the universities making academic decisions. This is for athletics. And I'm sorry, you know. And I maybe I'm going to cut on some sports. I don't. Have, I don't know what Northwestern's other sports look like. They might be good in some of them, but. Come on, they should not they they should not be in charge of a conference that the bulk of its money comes from football. Like the overwhelming, they they should they should never be the presidents. No, maybe them and Rutgers in Maryland. The rest of the conference, I will let them be president at some point or another. Yeah, I could, I'd be down with that. I just like I'm sorry, that's just you're just being mean to the Wildcats. Oh, I. I mean, it's Northwestern. They should be in the MAC. I mean, <laughs> MAC teams can beat them. Yeah, would they even be? Would they even be first place at the MAC? No, no. <laughs> some years, right? They'd win it some years. No, uh, the last couple of years. I mean, Pat Fitzgerald. Of course, Pat Fitzgerald. I, I think that would probably be the one thing that would make him leave Northwestern. Yeah, <laughs> that I'm, man. I've always, I have said to be fair to the Northwestern Wildcats. I mean, everybody says, well, Fitzgerald's going to leave. If I was Pat Fitzgerald. With how good, like, I, I don't think a lot of people realize just how good of jobs college football jobs are anymore. I mean, the dude's making probably three or four million a year, and uh, maybe even more than that. Yeah, probably now, and you know, you ain't getting fired from Northwestern. So no, he's not going anywhere. So, so it's a cushy job. I mean, that's good for him. It's his alma mater. I'm sure that's what keeps him there. Because, I mean, you've seen Pat Fitzgerald on the sidelines. You can tell that dude's competitive. Yeah, like, I think Pat Fitzgerald would be an unbelievable. If it wasn't Northwestern and it went somewhere that they're like, well, we sucked before you, so we're okay. You know, you can lose four games a year and we're fine. I think eventually he would take the better job. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I don't ever see him leaving Northwestern. Just that's his alma mater. He loves being there. I like Pat Fitzgerald. I like what he's done to the football. He's program. a good coach. I don't understand why their president is in charge of the other Big Ten presidents and and leading this discussion. Well, I'm sure they're they're an academic, Mike. <laughs> I'm sure they're smarter than everyone else. All right. Um. So, just kind of going off this discussion. Anything else you want to bring up? Yeah, I'm I mean there's so much. I just I just want to know what's going on. So this is going to keep developing. Maybe it's going to just become crazier and crazier as we keep going on and we're just going to keep not getting answers. They just they have the Big 10, when I say they, Big 10 presidents commissioner, they need to have a plan in place and they need to have one by the end of this week. I mean, it's starting to get ridiculous that they can't answer people. Literally, this might be a 10% chance. But because of just how crazy this has all been, I really 
would not be surprised if I wake up one morning and see on my phone that the Big Ten has reversed the decision and they're going to play in October. Yeah. Just like I could see that they've decided that football is not being played till 2021. Yeah, I could see that, too, that that they say, you know what, we're just not playing until next year. I actually did have something else. Um, Going back to the Nebraska lawsuit, are you a little surprised by – Tuesday of the following week, we have not heard of any more lawsuits. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised. Um, I think that you know. Do you think coaches are telling their players, "Hey, like, let's keep it cool for a little bit till we see how this one starts playing out before we do anything?" And at the end of the day, this might. Yeah, I could see that. I could see players, attorneys, kind of saying the same thing. Let's see what this one. What they're produces. what they're willing because to budge on, they, and then we'll we'll if, file. If the lawyer, if the judge comes out and and says, hey, no, you guys have to release all these documents, then what's the point? Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> they can still get the documents. So, And even if they are sealed, you know, those are going to get leaked. This is 2020. Like, yeah. I just, to me, I'm a little shocked that we haven't seen more. I know, like, Randy Wade said that um, parents aren't going to get involved like that, but I was a little shocked that we haven't seen a little bit more. But I'm thinking maybe it was coaches or legal advice. It was like, well, this one's already out there. Let's see, you know, what they're willing to budge on with the Nebraska one, and then we'll go from there. If they're not willing to say anything, then, you know, we'll and we'll file of, one as well. A lot well. of these universities are going to have to start answering the Tom Mars request. So, like, that's also out there. Do you and- feel more legal pressure would help expedite a dis- you know, an answer. It would be interesting. I think it could. Um, I think the Big Ten felt like they could come out and say that it was eleven three, and so we were completely in our right. And well, guys, I mean, but what? Like, how did they think that that even it mattered? E- like, it no one e- asked. Like, I mean, I know they asked who voted which way, and they came out with that. But there were so many more questions that were asked to go along with yeah. it. That wasn't all that was asked. Really, that nobody gave a crap. I mean, it could have been 14 to nothing, and I think this thing, lawsuit probably would have still come into place. And the, and the vague answer, you know, the medical experts, the advice we got from medical experts, you're saying 11 of your medical experts had different advice than three of them? Like, it doesn't, again, doesn't make sense. Is what you've yeah. been saying all along. Tell us what happened. And you're... And your medical advice is different than uh, the medical advice from three of the other five conferences and some other conferences Which, that are still going to play. And like, I'm sure Ohio State's doctors, I mean, I I know they're not the you know prestigious Northwestern or Michigan, but I, I'd put up Ohio State's medical program and Ohio facilities against anybody. Ohio State's medical school is a very good medical school, so I mean, yeah, I would too. And I'm they've come out and said that it's safe to at least start so i don't i mean we're going to be talking about this still next time so um hopefully we have a season soon yeah of course you know we're almost getting ready to start actually talking about uh hey it'll be november before you know it anyways (laughs) oh all right so anything nothing more on uh Big Ten stuff right now. No, no, I th- we're good for now. I think uh, I'm looking forward to hopefully in the next couple of weeks we do get some of these other conferences. We'll start kicking off here. I mean, it won't be this week. This is supposed to be Labor Day weekend. Is usually co- college football weekend, so we have to wait at least one more week. But I mean, Navy's playing this weekend, right? Huh. Well, I'll watch that game. I guess so. Who are they playing? BYU. Yeah. Oh, 
I'll look it up. Um, all right, so you think uh, Super League time? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Sorry. Super League, uh, this is the one segment where I think we've been having a lot of fun with. Um, so uh, we released uh, last episode was part two of the release. We did our first two divisions. Again, the divisions are broken down into six teams. There will be eight divisions. So we're going uh, – we started – we were in the Midwest, the Great Lakes States last week. We did went over Ohio State's division, and then we went over Notre Dame's division. That's who I call the headliners for the two divisions. So we're going to start out west now. Um, now I try to – like I said previously, it's, it was a lot easier to geographically link schools together. I mean, the Notre Dame one was that's kind of spread out a little bit, but not as bad as what the West is. I mean, that's well, nothing's close in the West. That's the nature of the West. Uh, you know, I've never been out West, but, you know, one of these days I'll go You're pretty uh, good with geography of the United uh, States, though. Yeah. So. Um, so let's get started. So um, the first one uh, division we'll call Division C. Um, this is the Oregon Ducks. Uh the Washington Huskies, the Washington State, they're the Cougars, right? Yes, they are. The Cougars, um, the um, Stanford Cardinal, uh, Colorado Buffalo, and the Boise State Broncos. First thoughts? First thoughts are Boise State's probably not going to have the success that they have. Um, I believe anybody, though, that's been to multiple you know, New Year's Six, BCS games, whatever you want to break it down and call it over the last 20 years. I think they belong in this league, though. So I'm all for Boise being in there. I think it'd be awesome watching Oregon play on the blue turf. That's Is, is that where they played when uh, Blunt punched that guy in the head? Yeah. <laughs> so they, they've, they're familiar with their, um, you know, they had an assault charge on that field before. Uh, yeah, so I'm cool with Boise being in there. Colorado, they're probably another one that's a little bit weaker, but I don't know out there who else you would have. So I'm I'm good with that decision. This one is actually kind of was probably the hardest out of all of the divisions of me picking. I mean, everyone Do you really want a Washington State without the pirate there though? Yeah, that was This the, is post pirate. But see, the problem is with that is and I'll get into that in some the go on Boise State. Um they even when when Peterson was there, they started getting four star recruits, and the new coach has done the same thing. Um, I think they can recruit. Um, you know, every there's some thought processes of what Idaho is. Uh, everything I heard, the Boise area is beautiful. Idaho is beautiful. They can get a lot of people there. They can get kids to go to that school. I think being in an upper division, you would be surprised, especially because they're going to come in and be like on. Well, their last place automatically. I would not say their last place. I think they, they could hold up in this division. I mean, they've, they've beaten good teams before. So that might have been a little presumptuous of me to say that they would be last place because going on the Colorado probably would be like, okay. So my last, my first, the, my last team, the, the one that ended up being out, ended up being Cal. Um, Cal has just not done enough for me lately for me to put them in there. I so I agree. Cal hasn't done enough. And if I had to choose, well, Cal and Stanford's a big rivalry, but I don't know. And that's why I almost put them in there. I prefer Washington, Washington State. I mean, I think I think Buffalo or the Buffaloes, excuse me, Colorado and Boise State, I think they belong. Yeah. So if I were to say any team doesn't belong to be in there, I would say probably Washington State. But 
I'm more intrigued with the Apple Cup than I am with the Cal Stanford game. Yeah. Um, probably, I mean, Washington State and Colorado were, those were the teams that were just made it in. Cal was the one that just made it out. Um, I was, I mean, Oregon, Oregon State, I know the Civil War's gone under this method, but Oregon State has not done anything since the early Oregon team. State, no, Oregon State doesn't deserve yeah, to be they, in this conversation. They're, they're out of it. They, if they want to do like a spring scrimmage against each other, I'm all about yeah, that. And I think, uh, I think, uh. Oregon and Washington and Washington State and Oregon and Stanford could uh, all be good geography, uh, geographical kind of rivalries with yeah. each other. Um, keep, so keep the Pac-12 mostly intact, the north there. Yeah, so that's kind of my thought process on that. Again, there's just not – to me, there was not a lot of other seven – there was not a lot of another number seven, eight – for me to go to honestly the next school i kind of thought about was colorado state and you know i mean that's yeah that's kind of where i was at on that one i mean i just don't like the i don't like that part of the country and that i think this would be a good division don't get me wrong west hater don't get me wrong it's still remember you got to play your entire division and you might have to play this whole division if this is who you match up with, that's not for like Ohio State playing these six schools on top of playing your five and then playing whoever that 12th team is going to be. That's not a picnic schedule. No, especially when you got to factor in which games are away that you're, you know, traveling that far multiple times in a year, probably. Yeah. So, no, it's definitely not a picnic. Um, I don't think anyone's really any division is just going to be a walkthrough for someone else. Yeah. So I'm yeah, I'm good with this. I'm glad, you know, Boise's getting the love. Like I said, anyone that's been as successful as they've been the last 20 years, they deserve to when be in this conversation. When you look at Boise, I think Boise, uh, Boise makes more uh, At first I thought, well, I don't know if I should put them in here, but to me Boise makes more sense than uh, both Washington State and Colorado. Yeah. No, I could agree with that. Um so that's that's that division. Um, the next division we'll call Division D right now. Again, we have not named any of these divisions. Uh, just went through them. This again is the more of the southern part of the the West Coast. This one was a little easier, um, just because I have three geographical regions that have two programs in each region that made sense to me. Sure. And um, though it's the the headliner is USC. Um, UCLA is included. Um, Arizona and Arizona State are both in it. And then we have Utah and BYU. First thoughts. I'm good with that. I'm good with all that. BYU, they have a good team. They usually put out a good, you know, good product on the field. So I'm very, very okay with that. Utah's the same way. I mean, Utah's, I think, you know, they're a step above BYU as far as product on the field. So I'm definitely good with that. Um, both Arizona schools, yes, and then the two L.A. schools, yes. So, yeah, I'm absolutely on board with that one. Yeah, and um, I actually am really intrigued about having Utah-BYU be the final game of the year. I think that could be a, I mean, that would be a fun uh, uh, religious uh, battle between the, the Mormon school that BYU is and, you know, I mean, Utah, I mean, State Law, Salt Lake City. I mean, I mean, it might be a public school, but still – pretty much you know yeah yeah so i don't i don't even know who i would even who i would even suggest to be in there because i mean new mexico i don't they're not good enough yeah really this is one unlv is not good enough this is not this is one where i really couldn't put anybody in um 
the Vegas schools were kind of thought of, uh, you know, UNLV, maybe Nevada. I was kind of threw out there. Um, and Fresno will have a good year every now and then. Um, Fresno, that was an interesting one. I did consider them, too. Um, but I don't know who you would put them in over. No. And um, the only other run I really thought maybe would be San Diego State. Um, you know, they've had some decent years over the years. And, you know, they've actually given some teams some good games. So, yeah. like, you know. And they're in an area of the country that if they actually played in a big conference that they actually might be able to recruit to play, you know, in a division like that. So that that might be my only argument for a school like that over BYU, but that would really be the only argument. So I, I like, 99% prefer BYU in over San Diego State or Fresno. I mean, those would be, like, my two maybes would be, like, Fresno – or San Diego State, but like I said, ninety nine percent. I like BYU in there, and uh, BYU to me is um, they have the history behind them, and they yeah. still they still win games. So. And that's who that's who Navy's playing on Monday. Okay, so eh, that'll be a good game. I could something be. to watch. I mean, one of BYU's best players just got injured for the rest of the season. I saw that today. So, well, you you saw Jamar Chase from LSU. He opted out, right? Oh, did he? I did not see that. Oh yeah, that. I mean, I'm not going to say, you know, good for him or I expected it to happen, but you don't have Joe Burrow and Joe Brady there anymore. I don't think he really could hurt his case for the NFL, but why get hurt Yeah. without, you know, why risk anything without being able to put up the same production you did the year before? I don't think, I don't think he can really go down in the draft, and I don't think he can really go up. He's that good of a receiver, so... I don't have really any issue within the crazy year that we're going through right now. Might as well be safe. Might as well go get your millions of dollars. Yeah. So that's so far our, our four, first four divisions of this league. Um, I mean, I think it's uh, – I really would love to see this college football for these bigger schools to really get into something like this because, I mean – I think if we had one voice at the top, one commissioner with one athletic board that was in charge of them, that it makes the most sense. I mean, these are where your playoff teams are going to be coming from anyway. I mean, so it might as well just separate themselves and we'll show in part six how we're going to actually divide the playoffs up. But, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, like I said, you're playing your five schools in your division, then you have to play another six teams from another division. Like, again, and I always go back to Ohio State because, you know, that's what we're talking about here. But, you know, Ohio State, I mean, these two divisions tonight, I mean, that's no picnic for them. I mean, they have to go. I mean, going you're going to be going out. No, think about playing Utah and Southern Cal in the same season. Yeah. And UCLA, I mean, every – they turn around, like, They'll have their bad years, and then they'll have a couple good years. So they'll they're gonna have a competitive team again. Yeah, and I'm so the one thing you know is Chip still there? I think he is. Right? I don't. He didn't get fired. I think he's still there. The one thing I cannot believe about that is that I mean, Clay has been so like to me. USC is not where USC should be. I don't care what anybody says. They might love Clay to death, but uh, how the hell is uh? He's still there. How the hell has uh, Chip not uh, put UCLA at least into a position yet uh, to be more competitive? Because, I mean, USC is not where USC should be. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's. I mean, Clay, I guess he always he kind of hangs on to that job every year. I, 
is it just I mean, does the job itself not have the intrigue anymore that it used to? Because you know they've had to put feelers out there, and no one's biting on it. I don't think so. I think it still has those. It's one of those. It's just one of those jobs. Um, to me, there is. I mean, and there's an argument for a lot of different jobs. To me, there's four. There's five top jobs in the country that people want, and those are Alabama, Ohio State, Texas, Notre Dame, and USC. Those are. The blue bloods are the blue bloods, in my opinion, when it comes to fan bases, to when it comes to where they are located, to what the money that gets spent on them. Well, I'm not sure. It might have been Joel Klatt. I'm not sure who it was, but I do remember either last year or the year before listening to something about the three jobs in America that you absolutely, like, you don't need to leave your backyard to be able to recruit a national contender. And it's Texas, Miami, and South Carolina. Or I'm sorry, South, Southern Cal, not South Carolina. I mean, I'm sure they got plenty of good kids, but they're going to Clemson now. Um, so you have those three schools, and I just, like, Clay, he's not getting the top kids in California. So I don't understand it. I mean, I, I mean maybe they're waiting for a certain uh, broadcaster at Fox to get bored with that job. Yeah, maybe. Um, like, to me, like, you know, if Ryan Day was a, if Ryan Day or Urban Meyer were at Ohio State in the in the early two thousands, I mean they wouldn't be able to go into Petey's backyard and get some of the kids that they've taken out of there. Like Wyatt Davis would never have come to Columbus. No, if, uh, Pete Carroll is still the head coach at USC. I mean Marcus Ball would have never probably came or, to Columbus or uh, Lane or Sark. I mean those guys. I mean they at least kept the talent home. And I mean Clay, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Olave, it's, well, oh, quarterback, this class. Oh, yeah. I can't think of his name right now. That's shame on us. Uh, CJ, right? Yeah. Well, we're CJ. Yeah. No, yeah, the, one of the freshman kids. And I. Is it McLeod? It's something like that. It's on the tip of my tongue. Um, <laughs> but I, I feel awful. Yeah, so, I mean, that's. That's where I'm at with this. Just I don't know how Clay's keeping that job. It's just, it's like when you go from PD to Lane to Sark, it's just you. The job used to mean something, and I just I don't think Clay's doing enough to keep it. But I don't know. I don't know what feelers they've put out there over the last couple of years. Why they're not keeping anyone? I mean, they look pretty dumb for letting Coach O go down to LSU. That's for sure. Because. That guy's been a hell of a coach for LSU. So hope I don't know what he'll be like without um, CJ CJ Stroud. Stroud. Yeah. Sorry, man. Uh, um, but yeah. So hopefully, Coach O without Joe Burrow and uh, Joe Brady, he can still keep it up down there because he's kind of like my uh, my sentimental favorite. I love that guy. <laughs> Welcome to Death Valley, <laughs> where dreams come to die. Go Tigers. Yeah, I love that guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely. Uh, I mean, that's. Without a year of college football, it's probably sad to say. It's, you know, just because I like Coach O, it's probably LSU, the team I want to win this year. Hey, it could happen. Ohio State could, we could be playing football. Every day seems to get a little bit more positive until hey, hey. until it's done. There's still something to fight for. All this stuff that's coming out now, there is no way that this is all BS. And I'm sorry, this is everybody likes to leak stuff to the media. And, you know, we joke around that the the athletic is the Big Ten presidents. That's who's leaking to them. Well, 
these guys, these other guys on the other side, they're not just making up stuff. I mean, they are getting calls from somebody. And, you know, I know some people want to throw shade that the the coaches are using their uh, sources to get their agenda across. Well, their uh, agenda, yeah, to do their job. Yeah, to, you know, actually to coach a, do what to coach a sport, what they're paid to do. That's their agenda. Yeah, do what they were hired to do. But uh, unbelievable. So, but I think that's uh, unless you have anything else you want to throw out there. I'm just like last week. Randy Wade, keep fighting that good fight. Everybody, follow that man on Twitter. Um, you know, just keep getting out there. Keep fighting for Ohio State to have a season. We want to have a fall season. November means nothing. January means nothing. Those seasons, ultimately, they're not going to get Ohio State back to the promised land. So we want to play in October. Keep fighting for it. If we can't get it, we can't get it. But, you know, at least we can still try to make sure the Big Ten hears our voices. And like I've always said, I've said that on this show and in other places online, as it makes no sense to me why we couldn't just have the schools that wanted to play, play. Even if that means you have to play a school two or three times in the same year, it is what it is. And this is a weird year to begin with. Exactly. Why not? It's a weird year. Exactly. Why don't you just chalk it up to 2020 being the craziest year ever? And if four schools want to play, let them round robin as many times as they want to. Like, you don't even have to hand out a Big Ten championship. Be like, UK, you guys are independent for this year. Right. It's not a championship year. And if the playoff committee selects you to be in the playoffs, so be it. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I feel. Let them play. If only four teams want to play, let them just do a round robin until they've each played ten games. Who cares? Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to get ready to wrap up this episode episode three um we're having a blast right now we want to continue to grow the community so please if you're watching youtube subscribe subscribe to the channel um hit the notification thing uh select all notifications that way anytime a show drops you will get a notification on it i threw up a quick little like 10 minute type thing last week um we will variously besides our shows every now and then we're going to do that stuff too we'll always just if we have something to say, we're going to throw something up there mm -hmm. because it, it makes more sense than just waiting till we do, a, you know, to doing our episodes, which we're planning on doing, you know, at least try to do a couple times a week. But, you know, whenever we can, we're going to throw up different oddball things. We will have no problem doing that. Yeah, um, we want to keep everybody informed. So like this video and comment on the video. We want to hear we want to start seeing comments because we want to start uh, interacting with some of our uh, with some of the people out there. Like we said, this is supposed to be a community. It's a community around Ohio State and then college football, college athletics and sports in general. Um, we are uh, getting we talked about on our first episode, some of the other shows we're planning on doing. Um, we're working out the last couple details, at least when we're going to start our first one of those, uh, which should be coming pretty shortly, I would think. Um, and if you're out and about, you can't watch YouTube, uh, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, uh, TuneIn Radio. Um, those are four big ones right now that we're on. Yeah, you can always find us where we host at anchor.fm backslash Buckeye-Bar.Talk. Um, come listen to us. Uh, you know, you're at work. You're allowed to having your headphones in, you know, listen to us there. If you're, you know, driving, you know, put, put it on your car radio and listen through there. Um, you know, give us comments whenever, you know, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, we'll have our, sh and down in the show notes, we will have our links available. Come, you know, come join our community, you know, like our pages, uh, follow us. Um, we're always trying to throw up interesting things and, you know, we want to interact with you guys. All right. All right. 
Hope you everybody have a good night. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming out to the Buckeye Bar. I'm John. That's Mike. O-H. I-O. I-O.